Okay, we're here. Tyree, I am so happy to have you here. And this is very casual, but I just want to talk about your business. I got you introduced to the girls. We've got everyone besides Matt. You're a car guy. I'm a car guy. Silver's a car girl. Chelsea has no idea what we're talking about, and that's okay. So, either way, I wanted to have you on because you started this business, and I think we decided it was like the last two-ish years. You've been growing it, running it, and why don't, why don't, why don't you tell me a little bit about it, or everyone, I guess. Yeah, yeah. So uh, it was, I believe, late 2021 when I um, uh, started the business and got everything registered and all that. And then uh, January of 2022 um, is when I started operating. Uh, and yeah, what it does is uh, NAF Mobile, uh, NAFT Mobile, we do uh, mobile auto service, um, oil changes, brakes, uh, repairs. Um, just do that uh, on the go, go to people's houses, jobs, etc. Uh, take care of whatever uh, maintenance needs they have on their car. And um, yeah, they call in uh, or book online, whichever is most convenient for them. And uh, just drive out, take care of it the, the next day. And uh, that's, uh, that's it. So if you've had to deal with any kind of auto maintenance in the last, call it three years, I would say since COVID, it's miserable. You have to book two weeks at least out, I think, at most garages these days. And I just had to go for it um, recently at my home garage where I know the people and I've known them for years. And they still said, you got to come back in about two weeks. I said, holy shit. So like you're filling this niche, which I think is really cool. And the other part of it that I find interesting is that, so folks our age, because we're about the same age, don't learn these skills ever unless they're really truly interested in it. And if they are interested in it, it becomes a recreation. It doesn't become something that they use within a business or a job. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it was a. Uh, it was actually family, uh, more or less, that first got me into automotive work, um, and that helped me buy my first car, which uh, I ended up doing a lot of mod work too. So I had to do a lot of research and learning and. Uh, you know, once you get started in an automotive, you kind of just end up branching out into different parts of it uh, and learning all kinds of stuff. Um, and that's uh, that's pretty much what led me into uh, making this business. Um, you know, I worked in various uh, shops doing different automotive work, and uh, I, I couldn't help but notice that a lot of businesses were switching to um, mobile service. Like, you know, uh, uh, Walmart, they got Walmart delivery now, um, you know, Uber, Uber Eats all that, like everything's going mobile, making things more convenient. And uh, I, I was looking at the tools that these guys were using in these shops that I was working at. And, you know, I started buying my own because I didn't like using their uh, busted equipment. Um, and I was like, I was thinking about it. The idea kind of just hit me. I was like, you know, I'm buying all my tools myself. I can carry all this stuff in my truck. Uh, and I came up with that idea to do a mobile auto service and, um, yeah, I mean, it, it kind of took off after the first six months, and uh, it's been getting busier and busier each month, so. That's fun for me to hear. I love that. What, so, like, when did you kind of, when did you figure out that you liked cars? Because I can actually, I can remember my moment, but I always like hearing people's moments, because it feels like there is, like, a switch. Yeah, I, okay. <laughs> yeah, that, that's a great question. Um, I remember back when I got my first full-time job and I was coming into money or what, what felt like money back then, you know? Um, and I was driving a pass me down car. It was like a, I think a 2008 Nissan Altima I got from my mom. 
uh, and uh, after I started getting more money working full time, I bought my first car, uh, which was or the first car I purchased was a Dodge Charger. Um, and, you know, I started reading up on them, uh, going into the forums, Mopar forums, and I read the forums a lot, listen to the guys talk about the mods that they make to them, how to improve them. Uh, and, you know, the more you read about them, once you get your hands on your car, the more you want to mod it, make it better. And it kind of just snowballed from there, the more I learned about it. Uh, it was, but it, pur pur purchasing my first car was pretty much what got me into cars. What was your first, what was your first modification? Cause that's, it's a weird addiction. That's exactly when it starts happening. I can't remember what the first one would be. It was probably something aesthetic, like, uh, I, I don't know. I, I remember I threw in like these color changing, uh, halos. Mm -hmm. Uh, that was definitely one of the first things I did. Um, I don't know if you can think, remember off the top of your head what the, the daytime running lights on the chargers look like the, like the 2015 and later. Yep. Yeah. I got, um, this little electric switcher that changes the colors of the daytime, the factory daytime running lights. So they would change like red or blue or, or whatever you wanted them to change to. Um, yeah, I, I like changing the look of the car a lot. Um, performance wise, uh, I threw in a new differential from an SRT charger, uh, long tube headers, um, you know, wider rims and wheels, uh, uh, stuff like that. Um, it just, like I said, it just snowballed from there and I just kept going. Uh, and throw money at the car <laughs> more than I should have. Dude, you went big right off the start. You didn't even do like cold air intake, anything like that. You just went right for the diff. Nah, yeah. See, when I, see, that's the thing. Like when I read on the forums, the guys with the guys who have already modded modded their cars, and that's why I love forums like mm -hmm. Reddit and all that stuff. They would tell you not to. So I, I kind of already had a vision and knew what I wanted to do when I got the car. The community is kind of cool. It is weird. It's like. You get to see all these people who've just done it the correct way and the ones that have screwed it up 10 times over and they're like, all right, don't do this, don't do yeah. this, don't do that. Please don't do that. You're going to blow everything up. Right. Yeah, there, Yeah, I love it. There's a, there was a guy on YouTube. He had videos that will walk you through step by step exactly what you needed to do to make your car run like this or that. And his uh, trial and error process with his Dodge Charger, um, yeah, the forums and YouTube and everything like that. It, it's great for uh, finding the information that you need to find out about the cars and all that. I think so. I know the reviews are always interesting. So whenever I started buying parts for mine, which I've stopped recently because it was kind of like, all right, this is the end of the line for this one. You got to move on, do your next thing. But whenever you're looking at parts, you read the reviews and you can usually tell really quickly which are the real reviews. And there's always fake ones. Like there's always something that like someone put on there. <laughs> But you read yeah. the real ones, they're like, hey, this is really good. But I got to tell you, it's kind of weirdly shaped. It doesn't line up like here in this exact spot. And then everyone else says it fits perfectly. And you're like, ooh, no, no. That guy who had that very specific problem, that's probably real. Yeah. Fake reviews are crazy. They're, they're crazy. everywhere. So, I mean, what do you think about all the AI stuff happening? You talking about like uh, which part? I, I have, mean, there's a lot of AI There's stuff. so fucking much. Yeah. Like last year, half year, not even a full year, like since December, it's just been nuts. The, um, so, I mean, everyone wants to talk about chat GPT and all that. And everyone wants to say, you know, it's going to take over the world. And I'm not convinced of that, but it, it has ruined social media. It feels like, even though we still all use it and love it. 
Chat, you said uh, Chat GPT uh, has ruined it. Just bots in general. I know the oh, marketing yeah. girls are all gearing themselves up to smear me all over the wall here because that's what they do best. But they both work in marketing, and so they both. We have a lot of loud disagreements about the usage of social media. That's great. Uh, yeah, I'm really tired of the bots in the Instagram comments. Uh, oh my god, they flooded it. <laughs> if you get to a post early enough and it's popular, it's it's nothing but bots. <laughs> it's funny though because you can see it coming. Like any of the popular ones, you know, it's got 600 comments. It was posted 10 minutes ago, and you're like, oh, I'm ready. And it's all yeah. of like the, yeah. the porn bots. <laughs> like, yeah. What is they're, this? They're everywhere. Like, yeah. what, what it's crazy. Dude, I get. I think. I don't know how many of my followers are, but I just watch my follower account go up and up and up because I get random fake bot accounts following me every like day or two. And I sit there and I'm like, this is unbelievable. <laughs> like, is your Instagram yeah. public? Yeah. Oh. Well, that's why. Yeah, but I, I don't care. It doesn't bother me. It's just, you know. A wild concept. I mean, it seems like it bothers you a little bit. I get a kick out of it more than anything because they're so funny and they're so fake looking. And at some point, they're probably going to be more realistic, but they're really fake looking right now. You think they recycle the photos of these girls? Because I'm trying to figure out where they come from. Like it. That's a question for those two. Yeah. A lot of the times, those people don't know their photos are being used. Yeah. Mm. Like that photo has ended up somewhere and been purchased and put on and refurbed like a million times over. Mm -hmm. uh. For sure. Um, because if they knew that their photo was being used, they would report it. I can't tell you how many friends I have that post on their story and say like, this person isn't me, please report. Yeah. Yeah. I've seen that actually. Yeah. That's yeah. what I was going to bring up. And it takes like, it takes the like one or two times where that happens and nobody reports the account because they don't notice that they know that this person is free and clear to use. Do you know what I'm saying? Mm. Yeah. Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah, I've seen uh, a couple of my friends. Uh, it's always women. Uh, I guess that's the easiest one to lure men uh, with. I don't know. Obviously. Uh, yeah, yeah. Uh, and I'll get messages from these accounts talking about uh, check out this link that's a little bit more personal. Or this is for my Not. personal friends or something like that. And I was like, wow, that was a really sudden switch, Chelsea. What happened? <laughs> <laughs> you ever, no. you ever see? I'll uh, click the link. I love going into my click the, link. the message oh, requests yeah. where it's like, it's not even in your main DMs. It's like three layers deep in the request to message you. Like those are, if I ever yeah. want to be really flattered, I'll go in there and just, I have like 10 bots that are like, John, how are you today? Hey, it's so good to meet you. Oh my God, you look so pretty. And I'm like, oh, this is the deep, it's so funny dark Instagram. I've my settings on Instagram where I don't get those requests anymore. That's probably a good idea. I don't know how computers work, so. I just set, I set my account to private. Uh, I, I don't know if there's yeah. settings you can change for that. Yeah, for sure. I can feel we like... teach you how to use your phone? Come here. <laughs> After Facebook I'm took trying. over, everything got weird. I'm telling you, everything got weird. Yeah. It was just I'm not a, little... a fan of Facebook. I don't know. So, all right, here's the here's the funny thing. I don't know how I feel about any of you feel about Mark Zuckerberg, but I've seen interviews with him. He's 
he's a really, really, really smart dude, so he's a little weird, but he's not as weird as everyone makes it out to be. Like, all the pictures of him are like, Bleh. Like, he looks like a lizard. And I'm like, the dude's not that weird. Like, he's just... They're memeing him. The they're little, memeing yeah. the hell out of him. That man reminds me of an alien. I'm sorry. Yeah, but uh, if you... I don't know. Like, I've seen plenty of videos of him just sitting in a chair, just having a conversation, and he's not that weird looking like he's just kind of a... the only thing i really know about mark zuckerberg was the movie with um andrew garfield which movie was social that the network you're talking about social network yeah yeah, yeah. that's really the most i know about him was that's it? the entire movie is about him so andrew garfield that's was that yeah. yeah i didn't know spider-man was, was that that's crazy he plays like a partner that he cut out oh, yeah for justin timberlake yeah justin timberlake was in that movie <laughs> Yeah, shit. it's 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 one of those movies that you only really need to watch once. Um, yeah, but it it was good. It had a lot of actors in it that are like it's, popular. I watched it a couple times in school because I was communication public relations, so they made us watch it oh. three times. Like three different classes were like, "This is the movie you're watching." We got to like live Facebook. I mean, we're all the same age, and we, whenever we were growing up, Facebook was in its absolute heyday prime up until what six years ago, probably less than that. Maybe more than that. Think yeah. So? Ever really since Instagram became popular, Facebook, it was always going to be like the most accounts because people are always going to make a Facebook. But I feel like usage wise, Instagram gets used more. I would say like 2012 Instagram like really became like the powerhouse. Yeah. I know it was huge and when at least when we were in high school. I think think Instagram came out in 2014. I was in high school. What do you think? No, earlier. I was pretty late to social media. That's a blessing. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Instagram came out in 2010. Yeah, okay, so I was a freshman when Instagram came out. So you got to think about, like, the kids that are growing up now, and they've got TikTok, and they're learning all this garbage off the internet. And they're way, they're more cursed than we are, and we're cursed from the start. Like, that's wild to me. Well, we didn't have video. I guess we had YouTube, but even YouTube back then wasn't that crazy like it is now. What do you mean by crazy? Like, YouTube is overfilled with videos. It's hard to really find things on YouTube. I mean, not really. Like, there's just so much on YouTube now compared to when I was a kid. Oh, yeah, yeah. So, if anything, kids are just getting overloaded with so much content. But YouTube's a platform that you can learn a lot from if you know how to trim it. YouTube Academy. That's any platform. Sure, but YouTube is kind of really... I would say more focused on that. Like there's, there's so many things in YouTube that are dedicated to a certain topic and they just really hammer down on that. Yeah. I saw a meme on uh, Instagram talking about um, when you find this one uh, foreign guy from another country with a deep accent that teaches you exactly what you were trying to uh, figure out. Like there's, there's so many tutorials on YouTube from just random people. That's that's exactly what you were looking for. I think it's because YouTube search engine is so specified. That's not how other social medias are driven. Like Instagram isn't driven by a search engine. TikTok isn't really driven by a search engine. Although I do think they're trying to make that transition. 
um, YouTube, you put in the search bar, like, man putting together this very specific thing, you will find it. Yep. Yeah. You know? I just... I love I love YouTube because it's the only platform that's not moved to short short form content. It's still Yes, they do. They have shorts. Well, you're right, but their main their main platform is long form. It's 10 minutes plus for a video that you actually want to dig into something. And that platform is dying. Is it? Yeah. Yeah. I didn't know that. That's news to me. I would Basically, have to if you're working in you social agree? media, you know that like the shorter videos are getting the more views. Well, sure, our attention spans are so fucking short these days. Yep. Well, it's that like fast gratification, you know? Yeah. Like, I see something on TikTok, like a how-to on TikTok. I'm more inclined to watch that how-to for about probably the length it would take to watch like an actual full video of how-to, I guess. It's easily like accessible. If you, wanna, if you wanna keep doing the long videos, but you want to be in the market with the small ones, what a lot of people do is they just make like reviews for their YouTube videos and then they post that on TikTok. Kind of like the podcast people, they'll like, do like wait. snippet. Yeah. Basically, with shortened videos are just becoming clickbait for longer videos because longer videos aren't being pushed out on platforms. You're right. Come to think of it, a lot of the podcasters I see do do that. They have like like the most interesting part of their interview or whatever they did. They take that and do a 20 second clip and then post that on Instagram. Called clickbait. Yeah. <laughs> Fucking clickbait. You a fan of uh, Andrew uh, Andrew Schultz? Schultz? No, I have I haven't. Who's that? I, that sounds so yeah, familiar. Yeah, comedian, right? Yep. Yeah. Sure. So I'm gonna uh, look him up right now. Him, Theo Vaughn. I know Theo Vaughn. Theo Vaughn's funny. On my for you page, Instagram, TikTok. Yeah. Lil Schultz yeah. five. Nope, that's a baseball player. No, Andrew. Uh, Andrew Schultz, a comedian from New York. Um, he had a really big and explosive uh, blow up on social media. Uh, He's like an independent comedian. He was um, on MTV. Right? I heard he got like, um, like he had like a contract with Netflix or some some streaming platform, and they fucked him over. So instead, he just dropped his own special on his own website and made like basically the same money but like for himself like he didn't have to like pay out to one of these bigger platforms because they wanted to like censor his comedy yeah they wanted netflix wanted to cut a lot of jokes from his special uh i think that was the bit um and he posted the full thing on youtube it's on youtube right now his hour-long special um he posted it to his youtube channel and i'm i think he did he no i think the first thing he did was he allowed it to be purchased for pay-per-view and then eventually he posted the full on special on YouTube, uh, but don't quote yeah. me on that. Um, no, I'm but, pretty sure you're right. Yeah, okay. Accused of being racist by a few sociopolitical commentators for his anti-Asian jokes blaming Asians for the COVID-19 pandemic. Yeah, that'll get you taken off real quick. Yeah, that sounds like Andrew Schultz. <laughs> I think that the problem was is that they were going to give him all of this money to film this special, but they wanted to censor him, and he... Instead, he was like, nah, I'm going to post what I want and still make the same amount of money. Sure. Um, That's the power of YouTube. Except when YouTube doesn't make money off you or if they want to threaten you. So I know that's what happened with Rogan. It was really funny. He was like, hey, I'm going to Spotify. And all of a sudden they stopped censoring him. 
I was like, ah, YouTube. Oh, YouTube stopped censoring him? Yeah, they were censoring him for like 50% of everything he put up on YouTube, which, you know, love him or hate him, whatever. He says a lot of crazy shit. He has a lot of crazy people on, but <laughs> they stopped censoring him the second he announced he was going to Spotify. <laughs> oh, that's funny. I didn't know that. Yeah. Yeah, yeah that's <laughs> what they do. They, and they're, they're smart people over there. They know exactly what they're doing. Yeah, I heard I heard a lot of complaints about the uh, YouTube last year about them uh, demonetizing channels for uh, sensitive content or uh, things like that. Um, people were saying YouTube was dying out because of that, but I don't know if that's true or not. What's your take on the whole censorship thing? Because it's such like a crazy topic, and no one really seems to have the right answer, and it's it's hard to discuss. I think. I don't like censorship. Neither do uh, I. Uh, if people have negative or bad opinions, uh, I, I, I want them to be put out there. Um, I want people to be able to share their thoughts, uh, whether I like them or not. And then we can talk about, uh, we can talk about it and people can let them know that they don't like it, tell them why, and hopefully, uh, change those opinions if they need to be changed, you know? It feels like nothing's really ever as scary as it's made out to be. Like the second it's in the light and everyone can see it and everyone can talk about it, be like, oh, this really, why, why do we feel like, why are we talk? why are we arguing about this? It's kind of silly. We all just want to be happy and live our best lives and enjoy our families and friends, right? Yeah. I mean, I guess, uh, I mean, I've heard the argument that some people's opinions can be dangerous. Um, uh, Alex Jones comes to mind. I think everybody's heard of Alex Jones by now, right? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, so he says some pretty crazy stuff, uh, and it's, I don't know, I mean, it, it, it's odd to think about, but some people actually believe in that, and they take it to heart. Um, it's crazy to think about. He's the one that said the whole Sandy Hooks massacre, because of how fucking horrible it was. He said that was a hoax, and that was made up and fake. I'm like, dude, yeah. you can say a lot of crazy shit up until you're dealing with people's families. You cannot do that. Can't do it. Can't do it publicly. Can't do it. Well, uh, I think that's censorship. Yeah, but here's the thing. So, I am also with the against censorship type of thing. I'm, I'm, I like Elon Musk Twitter. Let's put everything out there and deal with it. But there probably should be punishment if you're intentionally and intentionally is hard to measure. You can't measure that in numbers. It's very tough to prove. But if you are knowingly i guess causing other people harm and you're okay with it and you're doing it for personal gain that's a problem that's a big problem yeah i see where you're coming from but like you said how do you uh you can't measure how do you, how do you measure that it's you hard. know right i don't have an I'm answer i'm not gonna lie know. i'm for censorship i am to what degree i to certain degrees that mostly have to do with like hate crimes and things like that. Like, I'm sorry, I, I don't want to watch the news and have someone talking like supporting Nazis. Sure. <laughs> Most rational that's, people, all that's rational something people. something I should would. be censored. I don't think that my kids' shows should be cursing. That's something that should be censored. There's a certain censorship to everything. Now, if you're doing it out of like malpractice like it doesn't have a point to it then of course i think that's stupid like if you're just censoring to censor because you can like youtube was doing but i think certain censorships are there for a reason and that there's a reason they were even brought up 
Go ahead, that Tyree. Especially oh, because as sad as it is, a lot of parents can't keep up with their kids 24-7. And if the government is able to help with some kind of censorship or TVs are able to help or music's able to help, then at least we know something. It might work a little better than a kid being totally able to hear the word. No, I don't want to say the word, but the F word. I've only like said it four. 10 times in the last 30 minutes. But okay, well, Yeah. I think I get I get concerned though when like the sense like when does it stop like when does like the powers that be decide that like their censorship needs to stop there's no one holding anybody accountable for like how far censorship can go sometimes well that's anything in life nothing is really held accountable slippery slope yeah slippery slope right that's why it's like it's either zero to a hundred in my opinion you either like don't touch that or you slip down the slide. Tyree. I just think if you're not able to create something like a threshold, that's on you. Right. I think that's on the creator though of yeah. the concept. Like, it's not on the government or on the TV channel or whomever is making the YouTube video. It's on it's it's on the person putting out that content. You know what I mean? Well yes and no, because Disney has censorship. Yes. And I think they should have censorship. I agree. Technically, the people that have the censorship are the ones that are choosing what shows and what scripts and what videos go out there, right? But the the reason I think Disney is such like um, an anomaly is because Disney's censorship has kind of stayed the same. They've never been like, no, we're going to actually change it now. Like, you can't do this X, Y, and Z. I feel like they're... It has changed. Now they have families on TV... They allow right. cursed words in movies. They to fund things like Marvel, but that's but changing the censorship. Right. Tyree, you were going it's to say something earlier that I really want to hear. I, I saw your brain moving. Uh, I think um, Silver had touched on the topic. I was just going to say, you know, who gets decide, to decide what uh, should be censored. Um, and... Uh, that well, yeah, I mean, like they said, that that that's the tricky part. Uh, you know, who gets to make that decision of what should or shouldn't be censored? And I, I guess the owner of what I have censored. no. We differ slightly because I would have no issues with my child hearing a cuss word. I just, I personally wouldn't care as because as like a person, I would know if they were my child and I was their mother. I would teach them when and where to say those words before I think I even expose them to hear them from somebody other than me. Um, that's a very specific instance. I'm not saying it's going to be the same for everybody. That's why there's censorship with cuss words. But I think it, as much as it varies in the things that you're like consuming, it'll vary in like the way you handle it, if that makes any sense. So it comes well, down the to... the same thing if you don't censor it? Say again? Well, it would be like the same thing if you don't have a censorship because then you maybe have children's shows showing too many gory things. Like when do you know when to stop censoring it? Or when do you know when you should censor it? Maybe a four-year-old shouldn't be seeing that in the kid's movie. That's the problem with either not having it or having it. You have to figure out what's the limit. And I think the censorship for some people just kind of gives them an idea of when to stop. Or when to keep going. But maybe you go even 
deeper and try to ask the question of when, what is harmful and what isn't? And can you, can you prove or show that it's harmful? Well, that's the point of censorship. You have to prove why you want to censor something. Right. I mean, at some point in human history, we were all running around naked and everything was violent. But who's holding, who's holding them accountable is what I'm saying. Like who's holding that, like you're saying, oh, prove that this is, needs to be centered. Who's, who are they proving it to? Right. No, what I'm saying is we have to figure out how to define that. I have no idea how it's, that's all kind of personal judgment, isn't it? Yeah. Mm, It's just very case specific. Sure. The Disney thing's interesting. I like, I like the Disney thing that you brought up because Disney hides a lot of really, they're actually not that hard to find subliminal messages in all of their content. Like watch Shrek or Shrek is DreamWorks, but whatever. Disney does it too. They, they hide so many sex jokes in their movies. It's unbelievable. Yeah. I think the Disney thing a lot of the time is just theories, nothing ever proven. Oh, that's true. That's true. I do remember that there was some controversy over the Little Mermaid's uh, cover for their DVD. Yeah. Um, like the, the cartoon where one of the golden buildings in the background <laughs> the looked suspiciously close to a dildo. Yeah. Uh, negligent proofing, though. That's negligent. That's somebody in the art department not proofing. Sure, yeah. 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 You know, that was an inside that was joke. Just, that was that was I someone know, walked by and they're like, they're like, I'm gonna put this in here. Mistake. Don't say a word. No, oh, no. Pulled those things from the shelves immediately. That was no. not an inside joke. That was negligent proofing. I think it's so yeah. funny. Or like, all right. So my favorite Shrek joke of all time is when he and Donkey but come over the ridge. Work. I know, but it's the like. All right. So Frozen definitely has some too. I can't think of them because I haven't seen the movie in a while. But they definitely do. And, um, but it's like, so Shrek and Donkey come over the ridge and they see the gigantic white phallic looking tower. And he's like, oh, don't you think he's compensating for something? And Donkey doesn't get it. But all the adults in the room are cracking up. Yeah. Yeah, I remember. He's also incredibly short. So maybe you're just, you just have a dirty mind. That's the point. He's short. He's compensating. He's got a giant thick looking tower. Well, yeah, the joke is that he's compensating. But just because right. you're short doesn't mean you have a little... DreamWorks. Oh, DreamWorks is a little spicier. They are. Like in all their movies. They are. If Disney has ever gotten caught with a sex joke, it most likely was not on purpose, or it was like a fan theory from Reddit. Okay, I'm going to watch a Disney movie tonight, and I'm going to find one and bring it. I was going to say, I, I feel like there's one out there. There has to be. There has to be. I'm sure nowadays in the live action ones there are, especially like Marvel and stuff, if you want to count that as Disney now. I'm going to ask my but Disney expert. Like cartoons from like our old movies? I don't know. All right. And either way, they probably do that for the parents because all these parents get stuck watching this shit 20 million times when That's the kid becomes thinking. obsessed with that one Encanto song. Yeah. So, you know. They got to put something there for the parents. I think the Mister. Incre- I think the Incredibles might have a sex joke, actually. Maybe. Ooh, that's, that's a good, good one. That's a good one. I think she doesn't answer because I just yeah, watched it the it. other day, and I think it wait, does there's have a one in Aladdin too. Uh, uh, Robin Williams definitely time. had to have snuck one in there. Robin Williams absolutely had to. I believe that with him. Yeah. The ground starts to shake, and he says, "I thought the Earth wasn't supposed to move until the honeymoon." <laughs> I love that. Yeah. <laughs> He's so good. Now that I think about it, it might be an Incredibles joke. I'm telling you, they have to say something with Mrs. Incredible. 
All right. I mean, there was that part where she checks out her body in the mirror. Uh, I mean, I don't know. That really counts. There is the part where she's looking. Like well, that's her. another funny thing. Kids' movies Mr. change. Is like the girl. Wait, I don't remember I that mean, part. Oh, yeah. There's like a part where Mr. Incredible is choking her out. Oh, 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 yes. I remember. Yes, I do remember that the part. The blonde one. Yep. Yeah. Yep. The eagle one. All right. So maybe he's even... like, where are my kids? And she's like. <laughs> and yeah, yeah, yeah I, I do remember that part. But even even if the uh, even if they don't hide the jokes, they still made Mrs. Incredible thick as hell. I'm not saying censorship should be like I mean, on everything. Thick as hell. But up top, Mr. not down top. low. <laughs> oh, that's where it kind of matters to women. Sure, sure. I get it. I don't get it, but I get it. I'm not saying censorship. Some things should be censored. I have to run to the bathroom. Can we take a quick break? Yep. Mm -hmm. Sweet. <laughs> Which is really awesome because those cars, I think, are terrific in that they're not complicated. And we've overcomplicated. We started again, by the way. But we they, like we overcomplicated the heck out of every single new vehicle. And they're just not fun anymore to work on. I mean, maybe Tyree has a different opinion because he actually works on cars. But I think... I they, mean, I, I would just say maintenance-wise... It can come in handy having those sensors to get readings off of. Sure. But when it comes to modding cars, yeah, it was a nightmare. Just like, uh, I mean, just trying to throw stuff in my charger that wasn't factory. Um, you know, I had to cut all the stuff out of the way, the O2 sensors, and rewire those for the headers. And it, it makes it hard to modify them, but that, they don't want you to, you know. Right. Uh, uh, Maintenance-wise, it does come in handy, though. Just being able to plug in the scan tool and see what ex exactly what went wrong. Well, it makes sense for the masses because most people don't care. Most people just want to plug yeah. in the tool and say, hey, here's what's wrong. Let's fix it. And then the right. small yeah. percentage of people that actually want to modify it and change it say, well, I, I need that to go away. I need this to be out of my face. Yeah. So, so what's like an easy to modify modern car? Honda Civic. Mm. <laughs> it's still <laughs> forever and ever. Yeah, definitely the Civic. Uh, Hondas are simple. What makes it easy? Tons of parts. Just oh. a ton of them that you can go with. Uh, tons of aftermarket stuff for them. Uh, any, like any popular car that's a little bit sporty, like the Genesis, uh, the Civic, uh, I mean, even the Camry, um, there's a ton of aftermarket options for you uh, to swap parts, though. The Toyota 86, also known as the FRS, also known as the BRZ, also known as literally yeah. 10 other things. Right. The uh, the Supras, anything from the 90s, but those aren't modern. WRX. The w anything with a Subaru badge is easy. Yep. Call it anything Japanese, really, because they all steal parts from each other. Yeah. Oh, yeah, there's a bunch of Subarus in Miami. Yeah. My boss has one. There's a lot of everything and in Miami. And she works on hers. Um, I feel like I should... Mm, I'm going to repeat something that might be dumb. Somebody told me that a Volkswagen is just a shitty Audi. Yeah. A cheaper and Audi. And I was like... Not shitty, yeah. Is that true? Cheaper. If you ask John, every car has a cheaper version. Well, all the luxury cars do, but Tyree, I mean, Definitely. back me up or shoot me down here. No, no, yeah, I mean, that's uh, 
it was something in the I want I mean don't quote me on this I think the 90s where or maybe 80s where car sales were slumping uh and I guess they couldn't afford to come up with a new design so they just started selling luxury versions of their cars so you know Honda had Acura Toyota came up with Lexus uh Volkswagen came up with Audi and uh, there's a few more out there Nissan um, Infiniti yeah, there you go. Ford, yeah. Lincoln. And they would just come out with luxury versions, take the same frame, basically the same parts, throw in a couple more features like a bigger screen or GPS or something, whatever it was they were throwing in there. Um, and they'd pretty much be selling you the same car with a few extra features tacked on, a different badge and uh, body and a much larger price tag, and they'd be making more money. Uh, and that's where those luxury brands came from. And, and guess what? Your oil change is five hundred dollars. Yeah, yeah, that too. Yeah, because they're the only ones that know how to take off the stupid cover that's inside of it. Yeah, uh, what a pain! What a pain! I've no, been we... trying to decide whether I want to upsell, like, come up with an upcharge for that, because it's like I have a, a standard price for my oil changes, uh, and then I'll get to some cars, and it's always you know one of those luxury cars, and they have like a massive plastic cover underneath the car. Yep. And it just takes so much time to get them out the way. <laughs> I'm like, all, I need to start charging people for this. It's always like a, a, like a bolt shape that you don't have. Like, it's a very weird bolt shape that doesn't make any sense. Especially if it's a German car, yeah. Yep, yep. No, you should totally upcharge. Yeah, probably. I'm, I'm probably going to have to. Yeah, you just stick I mean, it on the... An extra 10 bucks. Yeah. Like 20 bucks. If they have a luxury car, they most likely can afford it. Sure. You'd be surprised. Uh I know a lot of people have luxury cars and they're really old and they're usually a lot of people on paying off pay hundred dollars a month. I mean, yeah, I always crazy. appreciated it when I had like a BMW that I got like not upcharged to be honest. Um, I found a guy down here who I love. You were talking about um, like a two week wait to be in a shop. I don't have to wait at all. These guys will get me in That's like nice. day of, if not next day. Fort Myers is a little smaller, but Jacksonville, it is hard to get a shop time. Naples, yeah, I mean, fair enough. Yeah, fair enough. I think Even in back. Miami, I it can it go back. same day, though. That really sucks. You guys must have yeah. a lot more shops than we do. Holy shit. I have one right here in the corner in Hialeah. If you go at 8 in the morning, they will take you, no questions asked. There's yeah. never a line. Hmm. I can walk to mine from here. Maybe this is a. You just have to a find a problem. good, trusty oil person. <laughs> well, all those oil franchises are gold. So I work in the commercial real estate industry, and everyone's wet dream in my world is I'm going to go buy 20 of these type of franchises, and then I'm never going to have to work a day in my life, and they're just going to pay me a check every month. That's what everyone thinks is going to happen. It doesn't work that way. It's a lot harder than that, but that's why these things happen. That's why you get really terrible labor at a lot of these oil change places that just they're following a script they're following a one through ten instruction manual and that's what it is and it's it's okay it's fine we still need this to happen but that's the reason it's because you've got crappy ownership that buys up these franchises because they think they're getting rich i was also gonna say as a woman i love that when i go there oh, they never yeah. think i'm stupid and they never try and sell me and tell me my car is broken because i've it. had that happen to me at a place that i will not disclose that starts with jay and ends with lube i have a i have a friend in naples as well not you silver different friend in naples and she she does the same thing she's like hey um 
I'm going to keep you on the line and I'm going to go get an oil change and you just need to tell me if it's wrong. And I said, well, first things first, your car's really crappy. It's an old Kia and it's definitely kind of broken. Oh, but, uh, but, but if they say the numbers, $100 and oil change, say no, say no, followed by standard oil, please. <laughs> Oil change shouldn't cost more than cop. Like, not, not for a two thousand something Kia. Else, no. Like hourly plus cost. Right. Like filter oil and then your hourly because it shouldn't take more than an hour to change oil. Right. I think I paid like twenty bucks. No, I'm sorry, forty bucks last time. Yeah. That's right. I get normal oil. Yeah. Tyree. Anytime what? I get my car service, they change it for cost of filter for me and oil. So. So what's your take on that? What are the profit margins? What what should they be on an oil change? Do you think? Because you're you're like on the ground actually doing this. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I mean, so I work at a, I do a lot of oil changes uh, for a rental car company at the airport, uh, Jack's Airport, um, and I'm working on you know it's a rental car company, so it's all new cars like 2021 or newer, and I knock out each one in about 10 minutes. Uh, Per car, uh, and now so the way I came up with my prices was I had to take into account how long it would take to drive out to someone's house because you know I'm doing mobile work. Sure. Um, you know, talk to them, uh, get their car started so it can get heated up because they're not driving to you. Um, you know, get it all warmed up, uh, do the oil change, talk to them again, and leave. Um, and then you know compare prices to what the other shops are charging. Uh. My price for a standard oil change is $45 for up to five quarts and then $65 uh, for a full synthetic. Um, I would say for a standard oil change, uh, I, I wouldn't pay any more than uh, 45 to 50 bucks um, at a shop. Because, uh, I mean, the, the actual labor, how long it takes to do the oil change is honestly, it shouldn't take them any more than 10 to 15 minutes. Like, even if your car has a under engine plastic and all that. They've got all their tools right there. Your car's already warmed up if you're going to a shop. Um, it should take them like 10 to 15 minutes. Um, and I mean, in terms of labor, that's that's pretty much nothing. Uh, and then, you know, the cost of oil. Uh, it has gone up a bit in recent years. Um, you know, if you, if you buy oil off the shelf, five quarts is about, for full synthetic, it can be around, uh, I think I paid like 23 to $25, depending on the brand. Um, but yeah, full synthetic oil change, I wouldn't pay any more than about 65 to $70. Um, of course that changes if you have a car that takes like more oil, like more than five quarts. Um, you know, they're going to upcharge you on that as they should. Uh, but, uh, you know, most four cylinder, um, and some six cylinder cars that only take about five quarts. Yep. Uh, so that's about it. Yeah. That makes perfect sense. I think people get absolutely ripped off every single day in this kind of thing. Well, because they take their car to take five. Right. Yeah, they, those prices are crazy. Right. Or Jiffy Lube. I mean, yeah, they're overcharging. What you should do, and what's worked for me as a woman, is to find a car, like a, a generic shop that will do anything for you, ask them what their labor is, and then ask them to do an oil change for you. I can't tell you how many times I've been like, I think there's a nail in my tire, and they've been like, okay, we'll fix the nail for hourly and do an oil change at cost. You know what I mean? It's a good idea. Just, That's a really and just ask them. Just ask them how much it's going to cost up front, what their hourly is. You should always 
And I think paying hourly is very reasonable, if not. And then cost, and then whatever. You well, if, you, if you break down by those costs, you said what, 20, 25 bucks for five quarts of oil, right? Something like that. Mm. Then assume it's a 10, 15, 15 minute job at most because we can divide an hour by four. And you've got a worker who's probably making $15 an hour at most, I would say, at one of these like drive throughs. Yeah. I would, around there. I would think that's probably, you think that's too high? No, I was going to say that's sad if that's the case, $15 for one of these drive-thrus, but... I just don't know. Like, I, I don't want to sound insensitive, but, like, I... So, I've been in, like, the like the business world for two years now, and so I feel like things have changed a lot. But when I was working hourly jobs, $12 an hour was good. That was that was good. That was what you wanted. And 15 sounded, like, pretty damn good if you're working in retail or restaurant, anything like that forgetting the tips part of the restaurant but so i don't really know what to say like what to quote anymore for an hourly job like what doesn't what is it close is that what it is i think it's google says it's about 15. okay yeah because i know every state's different and florida's busy as hell so it's probably inflated for florida it's about 15. that's what i googled so for the sake of argument we'll call it 15. divide that by four you're looking at about 350 something like that and is it 350 all right yeah so we'll, we'll assume four dollars we'll assume four dollars just for sake of argument four dollars plus your 25 ish is going to be about 30 30 plus the time i mean you really 20 percent profit margin 50 dollar oil change right did i get anything i probably got a lot wrong but that was all back of napkin math <laughs> that's pretty good that, that 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 sounded pretty close to me. That's all I'm saying is, I mean, if I'm buying if I'm buying all that and I'm paying a hundred dollars, then that's like a that's like a two hundred percent profit margin right there. That's pretty that's pretty good. Now I see why all these guys want to do that. Yeah. <laughs> I'm also just happy to pay someone and not do it myself. Right, it's a pain disposing of it. How do you dispose of it? I'm curious, Tyree. Uh, like you said, it's a pain. Uh, it's a pain. <laughs> I um I go to different. So there's uh, Jacksonville Hazardous Waste. Uh, I take it to them. Uh, AutoZone, Walmart. They all recycle oil. Uh, once I get busy enough, uh, I'll get my own recycling. They have a company that comes. They all use the same company. Uh, guys that just drive around these big trucks that uh suck it up into this machine and take it. I don't know where. Um, but you just pay for one of their uh massive containers uh at a business address and they'll just come up uh drain it every uh week or month or whatever um and they recycle it somewhere so at an auto zone you you have to pay someone to take your oil off you as far as i know they pay for it um i worked at a walmart auto center for a little bit uh and i don't know what it is that walmart has worked out with them um i know we didn't make any money off of giving them the oil to recycle uh i also don't know if we paid them for it but uh it was a separate company that came and took up all the oil and uh, recycled it. You have to wonder if there's like an efficient chemical way to recycle that oil and to like separate out the the bad stuff from the good stuff and then reuse it. That would be really lucrative. That would that would make a lot of sense. That's what I was wondering if that's what they did with it. Um, it's got to be expensive, like whatever it is. Uh, probably, yeah. I, I would I would imagine, yeah. Hmm. So I know. I'm a so I'm one of my big things. I'm a huge proponent of. We don't really understand money. Money is just work. It's all it is. It's just a measurement of productivity and work. 
And so companies that are able to recycle resources properly in a way that doesn't take away resources should be rewarded really, really, really well. There's a company over in Europe that's been working off, I think, the English coast. I'm not sure exactly where, but they're working on that giant lump of trash that's become like Trash Island, something like that. And they found a way to take in the materials and create to create a profit and a profitable business off recycling the materials they get out of that. And that's one of my favorite types of businesses, something that actually takes in waste and creates something from it. And I feel like most of our productive businesses, at least in the Western world, all produce waste of some kind. Like it, they, even though they're net positive on a P&L sheet, sheet, like they're still wasting something. Seems a little backwards. Oh, yeah. It's weird. Yeah, I'd heard, uh, I was on Reddit, um, and they were talking about climate change on there. Mm -hmm. Uh, They were talking about all these things that we need to be doing to um, save the planet. Uh, One of the controversial um, means of saving the planet uh, that people were debating about was uh, that we need to stop having kids. Uh, (laughs) And I was looking at all these comments on, like, how to save the planet, and I was like, you know, isn't it, like, uh the top three most profitable companies or the uh, the top 10 or something like that that produce almost all of the waste in the world uh i I think it needs to be on their hands to you know like stop the climate change uh because what we whatever we would do even as a group as a whole would barely make a dent if they're still putting out the same amount i get i get arguments like that a lot because so I'm i'm a huge proponent as well for we should be responsible for our planet we should try to make good decisions and then people it's the easy we are we are responsible for our planet john correct that's probably the proper way to phrase it but we don't take a lot of responsibility for it i don't think most people do either way i'm an easy target because people say well you drive a mustang and i say i could drive 20 mustangs and it wouldn't move the meter i could drive them all day every day and it wouldn't matter the gigantic industrial complex we have, that's what changes things. You could take half of the consumer cars off the road and it really wouldn't matter that much in the long run. It just wouldn't change because we've got wonderful catalytic converter technology. We've put so much time and effort into making our vehicles just not very pollutive. They just aren't. The best V8s nowadays don't do that much damage. They just don't. And then you've got the Americans, the Chinese, and the Indians that have this massive industrial complex that just absolutely pollute out the ass to create bad products all day, every day, because people demand the products and people want the products. And you got to have your damn clothes, man. You got to have this. You got to have that. Oh, you got to have everything, right? It's crazy to me. It's crazy. And we, we just blame the wrong things all day, every single day. I'm like, God, get on your governments, people. Seriously. Oh. Oh. You say, like, take half the cars off the road, but you took half the if half the people who drove cars stopped driving cars and said, I'm not going to do this anymore. Productivity would go down. I get that. You're absolutely right. 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 You it would force a change. Yeah. I mean, it's I not the only it happening at the ground level. Yeah. But. No, you're absolutely right. That's a very valid and a true point. Things would shift gigantically and everything would have to change you couldn't just remove one variable without taking out all the rest you 
know, I was just thinking, John, uh, I, I want to get this out before I forget. I was, uh, mm -hmm. the way I came across your uh, podcast, um, I was, uh, you know, I was working on cars out on the road and I was getting tired of listening to music uh, and I was looking for a podcast to listen to. Um, and there was one I used to listen to uh, uh, a while back. It had to do with like, um, uh, they touched on a lot of topics like the economy and finance and everything. And I saw one on my follow list uh, that was called Feel Good Finance. And I was like, no, that's not the one. And I was like, where do I know that name from though? And I was like, oh, that's the one that John had, uh, was working on. And I was like, yeah, let me give that a listen. And I started listening to the episodes. Um, and it, I, I don't know, just like, I, I kind of have like a business mindset. I was just thinking of ways that you might be able to improve. I was thinking you need a Jamie for your podcast. I need a Jamie. I agree. Yeah, a fact checker. Like just someone on the computer, like Jamie, look that up. Just for you, for you to, uh, you know, you need somebody that can do that for you. Just like, look that up for me. We had a Jamie. Wait, so before this show started, before this episode started, I told Silver, I was like, I am so happy to be the Google person anytime. You can be like, the Google person. You can be, be the, the Jamie. Person. You want to be the Jamie? <laughs> yeah, I've done that. Jamie, I've done that before. Between her and Matt, they are the Jamies. I'm not going to fact check. I'm just going to say shit. So, Matt they will, they will fact check. Silver and I are the talkers. Matt and, Matt and Chelsea are definitely the fact checkers. Joey was on here. Okay. Joey's my cousin. He's a wonderful guy, but he just didn't want to be front and center anymore. I was like, Joey would be such a good Jamie. But you're absolutely yeah. right. <laughs> yeah, I've only listened to um, about three or four episodes uh the last one that you had was really good. I like that author that you had on there. Mm, Ed, uh, Ed's the best. Oh, he's oh, awesome. Yeah, great guy. Yeah. Ed's wonderful. Uh, I had such a fun time. Let me pause super quick. All right, we're back. Hi. So we're talking about F1 now, which is really fun. Um, I didn't I didn't want to interrupt at all. So what were you saying, Chelsea? Oh, no. I was, just, I was explaining to her the difference between NASCAR and Formula One because Big she difference. went to the NASCAR Grand Prix. Okay. No, it's like an IndyCar series Grand Prix, which I don't know the difference. Well, there are IndyCars in America. So Indy is also a different... So there are a lot of different, like, racing um, things. There's F2, there's F3, there's F1, which is the Formula One that everyone's kind of following now because Netflix started their season, their show about, like, six years ago. I think they started for the 2017 or 2018 Drive season. to survive. Um, thank you. And then in America... There's NASCAR, there's Indy, and there's another one, which is the juniors, which are like the kids that are like 10 to 14, 15. There's I think 16, they can start going up to higher ones. Formula E um, electric. Thank you. Oh, there is a Formula E, but it's not that popular. It might get more popular, though, because electric cars really are going crazy. And in 2021, last year, the Formula One just changed the restrictions for the cars. So now they're lower to the ground and they can go a little bit faster and they're made a little bit differently, um, which is why Ford is going to be coming back to Formula One in 2026 with Red Bull because of the restriction changes, because they're like, oh, we can, we're interested in this. Um, yeah, they're all little race cars, but they are all also completely different things because they all have different restrictions in how like the cars can be made and like the rules and how they're racing and the engines and things like that. Tyree, what's sorry. your no no don't be sorry about it because I I find this all very interesting as well. But Tyree, what's your take on electric cars? Because I think every car guy has a similar yet different take on it. Uh. And it can be in general, it can be specific, it can be whatever you want. Because I already have mine loaded, I know Silver does too. 
Okay, yeah, I mean, there's yeah, there's a lot you could say about them. Uh, they're expensive. Um, they're too expensive. Um, I'll say that. No doubt. Uh, I, I mean, I don't... Um, someone asked me if I was worried about them uh, being like the new cars that we were going to be working on in general. Uh, I don't see that happening anytime soon. Um, uh, I, I don't think there's a lot of people that can get their hands on them. Uh, and I've heard a lot of debates about them, whether they're good for the environment or not, um, as far as the uh, how much harm the production of them causes. Sure. Um, and the fact that the battery doesn't last forever. Uh, I've heard that debate going on about electric cars for a while now. Well, the interesting thing is, so like the Teslas from 2012, the Model S's are still running and their batteries mm -hmm. lasted 300 and something miles, but they were $110,000 at the time. So they were a, they were considered a very luxury, good car, but they're they still, really that expensive. They were whenever they first got released, it was 110, 120 for like a good Model S, right? Oh, wow. So they've got these batteries that are at 80% after 10 years. And you think that's pretty decent staying power. Like it's not bad. And so now the question you get is exactly what you said. It's not good for the world for us to mine a shitload of lithium and to put that on countries that have the cheapest labor. So you've got third world countries and people living in terrible conditions, mining this shit all day and it's horrible just so that someone in California can drive a Tesla that if they make it last 10 years and if they run it for 10 years, then it has become a positive return. But in the short term, it's not. It's sort of like a weird, it's a weird calculation to do. So I don't know, I go back and forth on it because every single person is kind of like, ah, Silver, you're, you're moving back and forth. You've definitely got something to say. Uh, so there's, There's pros and cons. So I'm in a unique position where my dad's a car guy and my mom happens to work for a giant power company. So she sees like the repercussions of like too many electric cars in the state of California and not enough power. Um, generators realistically can produce enough power to power your home or whatever, but when you throw in electric cars and how much people drive and like that type of energy source, there's, you're not gonna meet that quota immediately is what is, I guess the point I'm trying to make and the point she makes. Um, we have to have a different shift in priorities in clean energy if electric cars are the way we're going to go. Um, my dad being a car guy and me growing up realistically knowing more about cars than I'd like to has always said that car that electronic cars were our future like that type of battery car was our future but he and I and whoever will talk to him would say the same that there are serious issues with battery and cost um John was saying how expensive they are from the jump but there's also like um a compatibility issue if Tesla bringing up Tesla, but I don't, I don't, somebody needs to fact check me on almost everything I say here. Jamie, <laughs> Jamie, Jamie, there you go. <laughs> Tesla is like dominating the market for it. But like, if there's not a monopoly on it and somebody else comes out with something that can compete with Tesla, like how will you monetize 
that type of competition like how will there be let's say bmw comes about with an electronic car how will you monetize bmw charging stations versus tesla charging charging stations charging stations could you charge your car at either it's just energy that you're selling essentially um but like would one be cheaper than the other you know it would turn into like mobile versus circle k versus i don't know um so the gas station i'm gonna need go ahead chelsea i fact checked silver is right they are technically the top However, she's also right in the fact that they're degrading and they went from being the top 71% sales for electric cars to currently they're like at 64%. Because people want something that's reliable and also that other people know how to work on and there's very limited amount of people that know how to work on electronic cars. Yeah. And when also, they do Tesla has high prices compared to the newer cars that are coming out from like other brands that are trying to do electric. And the hybrid vehicle initially was this like ugly thing that nobody wanted to purchase, but the more and more people create new models, brands create new models of that, of that vehicle, the more attractive they get. And I do think it's just a matter of time before we perfect to this hybrid model that can essentially charge itself and then also live off of gas. You know what I mean? Like get like 60 miles per gallon, something ridiculous in the next like 10 or 15 years. Tyree, do you get a lot of electric customers? Not for maintenance. Uh, maybe Not something like a, maintenance. Right. That was where oh, I was just going. Like a tire rotation. Yeah. <laughs> why would they need you? That was exactly where I was going. Is like the only what is the maintenance needed on a car like that? Uh, electrical stuff. Um, stuff I don't do. It would okay. change the mechanic industry. From the ground up, it would change it completely. It would look completely different if we were all electric cars. Is that a problem? That's what or I is was that a solution? About. Well, no, but so like, okay, in the trucking community right now, and this is just something I'm thinking of because truckers are going to have to change how they work now. Some companies are trying to build these electric trucks for delivery, like, you know, the ones that you see, the 18 wheelers. Sure, semis. And they're going to be electric. The issue is right now, a truck driver can fix their truck if they get stuck on the side of the road. Most of them know what they're doing. They can fix the engine, blah, blah, right. Now, truck drivers are going to have to learn the electrical components and they're going to have to learn how to fix these electric problems. And truckers are going to have to change how they either become certified or like the companies they work for because some companies like Walmart and Amazon are going to do it before others. So now truck people have to like, they can't just go to certification for driving this AT wheeler. They have to now, most likely, depending on who they're working for, have to get some kind of electrical component training. And that's going to change the whole trucking industry too. Logistics is changing. That's a big part of my world. All right. I want all three of you to weigh in because you're all involved in this in different ways. Over under 2030, automated electric semi-trucks become commonplace. And I say commonplace, meaning that they have at least 20% market share of semis. So like there, there's something that's not abnormal. Like you could see, uh, not self-driven, but someone sitting there not driving, just like the truck is on the road in the middle lane, dude's reading a book. Or like on a train. Right, like a train. 
and it's an electrically driven, mostly automated semi truck. 2030 over under. Are we going to see it? I could see it happening. Uh, I could see it happening. I could take it longer than 2030. Chelsea? Yeah, you got to think. Or, okay, yeah, go ahead. I wouldn't say 2030, only because I have a friend that works for a company I don't want to name because she's not here. That's fine. And um, she's the one that mentioned this to me already. Like, this is something already people are talking about in logistics. Like, there are certain companies that are already looking for not self-driving exactly, but like kind of what John was saying, like these trucks that are basically working on their own, like a train. So I, I don't actually think it's that far away. I think I just think it's who's going to put the money into it first. Go ahead, Tyree. You had something to say? I was just thinking about uh, where these trucks have to go and how they spend so many uh, miles driving on the interstate, which for the most part is just a straight road. So I feel like it's 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 not, it's not going to be that hard for them to uh, get it done. I could definitely see it being done by twenty thirty if someone's willing to have that uh, take the you know cost and hit for uh, investing in that and making it happen. Sure, you could map out I ninety five, I ten, yep. and I seventy five, and you could have you'd have Florida completely covered if you were doing any I, sort of logistical transfer in Florida. You'd be fine. I do have a concern. Because, like, I have seen those articles where, like, a Tesla car hits someone because they don't register a stop sign. I don't want to get hit by a semi-truck because they didn't register a stop sign. The fun ones so, are that the radars that the state troopers use disrupt the Tesla autopilot. And oh, really? They do. So there was, last time we fact-checked this, which, Jamie, I need your help here, but last time we fact-checked it, I think November last year, there was like 11 cases in the year of a Model S Tesla got got radar gunned by a state trooper and it shut off the autopilot. The autopilot locked onto the radar and slammed right into the hidden state trooper. Just like absolutely crushed them. And I don't think anyone's died from it yet. It, I, again, fact check, but this is a common occurrence and this is an issue that is happening right now. Oh, that's crazy. Huh. So, well, Jamie Googles. <laughs> which I, I love your new nickname, Chelsea. <laughs> interject, Chelsea, when you got the answer. My point, and the only point I'm, I'm going to make on this subject, is if you're going to build some type of, like, automated bullet train person in there, delivery system using the interstate highways we already have in place um expense wise not possible no one's going to pay to go next to the interstate it's completely obviously it's already built in but financially it makes no sense yeah i think we're, we already screwed it up cut. Well, because train systems cut through the state. there It's a minimal amount of land. Right. You know what I mean? It's pretty non-invasive. It would make more sense just, in my opinion, like cut through. I don't know. People can't see what I'm doing with my hands, but it's like, uh, <laughs> uh, I just voted. I mean, I'm registered to vote in the county I am in now, which we just voted on like a tram system from here to Fort Myers. She, she, Jamie's ready to talk. Yeah, Jamie says no. Um, the Tesla radars and the police radars are 
different operation systems. So a police radar is usually a KA band, a K band or an X band. And a Tesla's radar is a GH77 band. Um, it says most likely if an accident did occur, it was just because of the car itself having a malfunction. So that's interesting because this is like a real thing. There's been many, many, many cases at this point. When I say many, 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 meaning over 10, I know confirmed where a Tesla slammed into a stopped state trooper that was not on a main road because of this. Apparently, it's the Tesla radars themselves that are having malfunctions. What do you mean? And so Tesla redid their radars or they like removed it. So Tesla is no longer using radar sensors in the Model 3 and Model Y vehicles because of the issues it was happening. That makes sense. Makes perfect sense. Um, It says for now, the radarless cars will only be sold in North America. Hmm. So. I didn't know Teslas were big overseas. I thought it was a primarily American company. They build for Chinese and European customers. Oh, that's right. That was a big thing because Elon went over to China and he was like dancing all goofy on the stage and stuff. I remember that. He's such a weird dude. I love that. I love that. That's what you remember. That's what I remember. Is like he was like he was like doing like a weird dance on the stage and the Chinese people were all clapping for him and I was like the Americans would be booing the shit out of him. <laughs> They probably did. They probably did. Except the tech people. The tech people love him. They worship him. I don't know how I feel about him. I feel like he'd be if so much fun to talk to. If you're interested, they're just going to replace the radar with a camera plus machine that learns as it goes. So like a machine learning a machine learning camera. Basically. It's called the auto seer. That feels only a little dystopian. <laughs> only a little bit. But if it's going to be anyone, it's going to be Musk. I had an interesting idea today. So I was reading an article that a guy who I know in my industry posted, and it was fine. It was good. I was like, oh, this is pretty well written. Gets to the bottom. He was talking about how AI is going to enter the commercial real estate industry, which is fun for me because my industry is stuck in the 80s. We have not yet fully adopted email. And it's a little painful to deal with. But so this guy's talking about, look, chat GPT is going to change how we do things say whatever you want about it. AI technology will change how we do business in the real estate world. And then at the bottom, he said, oh, by the way, 75% of this, what I wrote here was written by ChatGPT. And I was like, oh, that in fact is interesting because I was intrigued by what you said and you weren't actually the one saying it. Typically, I'm pretty bored. Like you can, most LinkedIn posts that people make are just garbage. They're so cringy and full of euphemisms and whatever and just people make them to get views like they're not good but this was actually pretty well written i guess that's a problem i think i don't i don't really want to wake up and have 95 percent of everything be written by a computer and be like oh god i'm gonna happen john the what it happened what'd you say i said that's not gonna happen i don't think so either i don't we've talked about this before I don't think it's going to be the majority of everything. What do you think, Tyree? I don't know. I mean, uh, the technology is advancing pretty quick. Um, sure. Is, is Elon Musk, uh, is Tesla still working on the full self-driving cars uh, right now? Uh, I heard they had stopped that. Uh, I don't know if they're still trying to implement that or not. Wow. Um, Chelsea? 
I was gonna say, while Jamie Googles, the only the only experience I have with it is that so I've been in not just Tesla, I've been in Teslas who have that technology, air quotes enabled, as well as Volvos who are think they Volvo says the same thing. They're like, we can basically do it. Volkswagen has been on this for near on what we had a 2016 that could do this. That's nine years now, or no, seven years now. Seven years ago, a Volkswagen Golf GTI could could park itself. It, it it can parallel park itself with only your foot on the brakes. That's it. That's pretty close to near on driving, and it would do everything else. So I've been in cars that can do the automated thing. It's not good. It's not good at all. To within the last six months, and I know you're ready, Chelsea. You can have this in a minute. But the last experience I had was a good friend of mine. I'm in a Volvo. He had a. I can't remember what model it was, but it was a really well done model. It was one of the higher end ones. It was a sedan, S60, something like that. I don't know. It was good, very good. Had all this technology, brand new. And he said, hey, look, my car can drive itself. I was like, oh, that's awesome. And it's driving itself, going 45 miles an hour, on the road, good to go. There's a stoplight with cars stopped. The car is not slowing down. I said, dude, I need you to hit the brakes. And he said, no, 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 it'll stop. And I said, no, 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 it's not stopping. Hit the brakes. And at the last minute, he slams on the brakes and we stop right before the car. And I looked at him and I said, it ain't there yet. <laughs> it's not there yet. <laughs> it wasn't going to stop. <laughs> so that being said, do you, so there's been this debate, like, do you feel safer with uh, human drivers or AI drivers? I don't know. Uh, that is a debate, isn't it? Because yeah. the only way we get the fully automated AI drivers is if we, if we had like integrate the whole system, right? Mm -hmm. But we can't do that. We can't rewrite everything. Well, 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 hang on. I think I think Audi's doing that right now. Like Are in they? some major cities, they're built into the grid with the stoplights and all that. Uh, there's a system in like the Audis where it'll tell you to drive at this certain speed so you don't have to stop at stoplights. Um, and they're like built in with the I don't know what you call it, like the red yellow green light uh grid Jeez. um they have it built into the audis uh, that's crazy i mean you'd have to you'd have to be talking to like the i mean it would be like the traffic department would have to be involved that's nuts i mean i wouldn't yeah. put it past the germans they Probably could do the it. health safety like the entire local government would have to be involved i know i've so i've met our i've met our traffic department and that's their biggest concern is like how do we solve this like how do we make the lights efficient and it's really hard. That's crazy. Is that in America? Are you talking about where they have the thing up with the Audis? Yeah. Uh, as far as I know, yeah, I heard uh, Andrew Schultz talking about it, actually. Um, oh, I think they were driving in the car. I heard uh, stores, by the way. What was it? <laughs> Silver's talking shit. <laughs> oh. <laughs> she said credible source. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> He's great, yeah. <laughs> Either way, I mean, yeah. But as far as I know, um, I don't know, Jamie. You'll have to uh, back me up here, but I think it was in America. Um, we've had a lot Jamie. of Chelsea research backed up. Yeah, Jamie has her research backed up. But what do you? What? Oh, okay. we're, we're we're going feelings, not facts. Then let's uh, go. <laughs> yeah, I will so. say that Elon Musk. Um, for your earlier question, he is still working on self-driving cars. However. There are concerns for safety that are withholding it from most likely being finished. But there was an article recently done in February. Um, let me see who it was. 
by the Business Insider saying, Elon, where's our self-driving car? They're not a reliable source. They're such assholes. I love Business Insider. Better than Fox News. That was the only other one I could find for America. Everything else was a European outlet. Uh, it's um, fair, fair. No why offense to the European must, outlet. Why can't Elon Musk just make electric cars and, like, stop? Like, stop. Because people, I mean, so Tyree, again, you're an entrepreneur. The entrepreneurial spirit does not get chained. It, it can't. Like, I don't give a shit about spirit. Chelsea, what were you going to say? Uh, it's so sad, but it, this is something that John has said, which is that people just always want upgrades, basically. We just want more like, shit. Sure, it's we want drugs, more shit. What's next? Want right. Like, shit. You want what's next. Why can't anybody just be content? Like, why does it need to be more? Because we're in America. This leads to my next question. Tyree, what's right. the next move for NAFT Mobile? I'm curious. Like, what's the next step? Jeez. Okay. So, well, I, I've got an outline uh, I love it. right now. Uh, like, when I started, this was the plan. Um, you know, I mean, it's mainly just me on the road. I've got a couple of guys that help me out with the uh, physical labor. Um, but I want to get full-time staff. Uh, I, I used to do mobile auto service um, through SafeLight, SafeLight Auto Glass. Mm -hmm. uh, and that, that's where I based some of my, my business model off of. Um, so I kind of had them as an outline to follow because uh, it's worked out very well for them. Um, and they're, I mean, they pretty much dominated the auto glass market. Um, so I want to get a fleet of uh, full-time workers on the road in different areas of the city uh, a couple of dispatchers, um, and once I have Jacksville running smoothly and operating properly, uh, expand to the next city, same thing, expand from there, uh, probably end up opening shops where people can take their cars to in case, you know, we have to deal with rain some days or for some, whatever reason we can't work mobile, um, they can bring it to our shop, uh, and then just keep snowballing and growing from there, um. That's the idea. So you want physical locations? Uh, eventually, yeah. You know, just in case, you know, weather uh, can get in the way when you're doing mobile work. What? So what's the differentiator? What, what do you mean? What's the differentiator between an, like another shop that would do the same thing? I'm not trying to grill you with questions. I just, I'm curious. You mean like a, uh, a rival? Yeah, so I mean, like, you've got other shops that do similar things. What sets you apart? I would say, so from what I've seen, there's only a few companies uh, that are doing the mobile work right now. Sure. And their prices are up there. Uh, like, they're making sure you pay for this convenience, uh, you know, tenfold. Um, my prices are pretty much in par with what you pay at a... Uh, your typical mechanic shop there's not really much of any upcharge um for us to drive out to you and take care of it uh and i'd say that pretty much sets the part from the other mobile places and then you know in comparison to a shop you know you don't have to drive anywhere you don't have to wait in line uh let's say you have an issue with like a battery or alternator you can't drive anywhere uh this way with us coming to you you don't have to worry about getting towed um to a shop and waiting however long for uh, your car to get taken care of. I do have to say, like, getting towed to my shop is probably the biggest pain in the ass. Yeah. Um, I Obviously, I have insurance, but even then, tow trucks are notoriously, like, four hours late. So yeah. 
they're terrible. Also, if I could have someone have come to me. What happened? Everyone's looking at each other. I think Silver said something. I, I thought Chelsea I, was about to say something. Yeah, I just said that having a tow truck or having somebody come out to me would be easier. It would be. I thought we were talking about Chelsea's cute dog. <laughs> I'm sorry, guys. I got really excited. <laughs> I saw that. Yeah, tow trucks suck. I hate it. It's awful. I hope everyone cancels AAA immediately. They're miserable. My but only issue with tow trucks, and maybe you would know because like, you service cars, and I'm sure you deal with tow trucks every once in a while, but I always feel that they're going to mess up my car. Mm. I've seen it happen, especially in Miami when these tow trucks try to take cars from these tight places, they just they mess it up. And it's mm. like terrifying to me. I could see that, yeah. I don't trust tow trucks, even though I know they're a necessity. And if I'm stuck on like I-75 or trying to go alligator alley, need yep. them. But I just feel like they they are so quick to kind of get those cars sometimes that they will mess up your car. Yeah, so, I don't know what kind of. Oh, go ahead. I was gonna say I don't know what I don't know what kind of licensing you need to do that. I think there's got to be some. Uh, That's a good question. But I don't know what. Um, how regulated that industry is because uh, I've definitely seen some sketchy uh, toes um, before. Yeah. yeah. So, so I have a family friend that he's a tow trucker. It's not that regulated. Mm. So I have USAA for my car insurance. I would say that they are the ones that put the regulations on tow truck drivers, if that makes sense. Like, they're the ones being strict about what type of regulations there are. Um, I've never had my car, and I've had my car towed a couple times uh, in the past five years. I've had at least my car towed six times, at least once a year. I will have my car need to be towed to the shop. That's because I owned a BMW. Okay, of my car, though. Yeah. Um, yep. But it was always picked up by a flatbed. It was never towed, towed. Mm. Um, which is bad for your car. Chelsea is correct. But it's really only bad for your car if your car's four wheel drive, which. That's what I was thinking about, you. Obviously, mine, mine would not. Or if it's front or back wheel drive and the tow truck doesn't know any better and puts it on the back way. You know what I mean? Um, so I do think it has something to do with your insurance. I've never had AAA. I know nothing about AAA. For USAA, it's completely free. I mean, I pay a deductible, obviously, um, monthly car insurance shit um, for them to service my car if I need a tow truck. But it is free when they pick it up, and it's always a flatbed. So if it wasn't a flatbed, I probably would have the same stance as um, Kelsey. Like, are you going to fuck up my car? I don't know. Yeah, like a flatbed to me makes a lot of sense. Like that's safe. The car is like strapped up. Cool. It's a tow truck that they just kind of anchor in, and I'm like, oh, excuse me, don't right. break her. Sure. So I know we've taken up a lot of your time. I want to end on a happy note. If you could have any automotive vehicle on the planet, what would it be? And don't let this limit you to cars. Anything. 
anything you can come up with. I know you're a sports car guy and you're a muscle car guy like me, so I get it. Yeah. But jeez, that's tough. Uh... Freedom, ev- <laughs> like absolute freedom. Anything. Any automotive vehicle. Anything that has an engine, and it can be electric if you really want. But I'm gonna be so annoyed if you go electric. I couldn't pick an electric car. I, it would no. be so boring. Like, there's something about the engine. There's something about it. Yeah. As, I mean, as much as I give them shit about maintenance uh, and leaking oil, I am a pretty big fan of the M3 and M4 from BMW. Absolutely. Uh, I see she's extremely happy about that. Um, <laughs> I mean, the performance and handling on those is top notch. Outstanding. Uh, and then plus you can get them with four doors, which is just great. Uh, so yeah. which M3 or M4 would it be? That one's a little tough. Yeah. Um, you can go styling. Like forget performance, just styling-wise. Yeah. I'm definitely not huge on the newest ones. You're not huge um, on them? Not, not the newer ones. They have this redesign where they like stretched out the grill. The front is uh, goofy as hell. Yeah. That's yeah. so ugly. It's so goofy. It looks like a flash trap. It's ridiculous. Yeah, it's weird. It's so weird. I don't know Hate what it. they were thinking. It looks like somebody Stanley. got paid to come up with it. Yeah, some of the ones from the '90s look really good, though. Uh, oh, you don't like the 2008 to 10 ones? No. Those are hard. Oh, I yeah. love those when they've got the little bump up top for the supercharger, or whatever it was up there they had. Yeah, yeah, oh that my little. Oh uh, God. Yeah, it's good. That was those were yeah. good. The, yeah, those are great. Looking. They, they liked, that a lot. but they were good. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, yeah, but definitely those uh, BMW M4s, M5s, and 3s The M series is just a great lineup of cars. There's nothing wrong with it. Yeah, I do have to mention uh, before we go. I don't know how much time you have left. As much um, as you have. Oh, oh yeah, I, I got a little bit of time because I did homework before I came to this podcast. Love it. Uh, I was trying to think, because uh, I, I didn't know what the subject would be or what we were talking about. We ended up trying to just going all over the place, which is great. I just you. Uh, yeah. Um, I was trying to think. I was like, what did I know about John Cole? Like, what is he like? <laughs> what should we talk about? Uh, and there was one thing that came to mind. <laughs> I remember you were a huge fan of the movie uh, Fight Club. Huge right? fan. It's still my yeah. favorite. It's still my favorite. Okay, yeah, I thought so. Because I, I remember you bring it up multiple times uh, in high school. I so I watched that. it for the first time last night. Oh, um, what'd you think? Definitely a very stylish movie. Sure. Uh, really entertaining. Uh, I like the themes. Um, yeah, I, so, I, well, so my experience was probably a little different from some other people's because I actually, I, I'd, never, I'd never seen it before, but I've heard about it. Did you know so the twist knew, going in? Yeah, yeah, yeah you, exactly. If you I knew the twist, twist, it's different. Yeah, yeah right. So yeah. I was kind of looking for the hints of that mm-hmm. as I was watching the movie. So it was, my experience was a little different, but... Um, did you catch the cigarette burns that they did in the... Um, like, the, like, the, like the little... So they, they put it in on purpose where you would catch like a, like, a, like a flick and you'd see one of the... like. Oh, I don't want to ruin it for anyone who hasn't seen it, but it, it, it came out in the '90s, so you'd see Tyler in one of the uh, one of the scenes. Yeah, you'd, you'd catch it. Yeah, I saw that. Yeah, scenes. that that's very subtle. Yeah, I love that shit. Yeah, I saw the flicker of him in the office in the opening mm-hmm. uh, scene. Mm-hmm. Um, 
And you think it's like, you think it's wrong. You're like, oh, they fucked up. They messed this movie up. No, it's on purpose. Right, right. So I I, got to say, yeah, it was definitely a really entertaining movie. I think uh, it's fun. uh, People watching it for the first time probably loved it. Um, I wish I could have gone in like not knowing what I already knew about it because that probably would have made it so much different and more explosive for that twist. Yeah, it probably wasn't as fun if you already knew it was coming. Yeah. But definitely a really entertaining and stylish movie. Uh, definitely a '90s movie too. Definitely uh, the 100%. whole like rail against the machine and yeah. like the system, like Matrix and all that. That's love so, the... like '90s and early 2000s. Oh yeah, love the Matrix. Yeah. By the way, do you like the Matrix? Yeah. Oh yeah. Great oh, movies. I love yeah, the I Matrix. Grew up watching those with my grandpa. Yeah. You know how scary it is to watch those movies nowadays. <laughs> that yeah. It's scary. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> You're like, oh shit! <laughs> what what's real and what's not? How could you prove it's real? Yeah, yeah, what's real? What's truth? What's not truth? How do we define this? Like, oh god, it's weird. Those I yeah. love the Matrix. Have you ever seen a uh, Shutter Island? I haven't. No, is that Leonardo DiCaprio? It is. That's yeah. my that's my second favorite. It's another kind of psychological thriller. I love that stuff. Me and Charles are talking about that. Book. You're gonna hate it the whole time, but at the end, you're gonna be like, oh fuck, that was really good. That's probably really? based on that book, Chels. Uh, wait, I didn't know it was based. Is it based on a book? No. No? <laughs> <laughs> no. We were reading a book, and I was like, is this like Shutter Island? Like, is there going to be like some psychological, like, I see. I see. Yeah. Got it. Uh, there was-ish. Ish. I was gonna say it was there's a little a... anticlimactic for me. But the whole time, I was like, I fucking hate this. But then at the end, I was like, this is crazy. That's the best yeah, twist. It was a, definitely a WTF kind of book, but you know what? Pretty fun. I love it. Mm-hmm. All right. I swear, final question. Are you a Ferrari fan? Not particularly. I'm not super familiar with their cars. Honestly, the cars I keep up with the most are uh, what Dodge and Ford comes out with. Sure. Um, Do you I like that's the... what got me started in the cars. So. Do you like the new Mustang? No. Why not? Oh no! <laughs> I love it. Oh, I, okay, so so that it was at 2015 when they came out with the redesign, right? Yeah, um, that's what I have. The S550, a little, the a first, more, a little more curvy, more European. Yep, and they uh, they fixed the differential, so it's no longer a live axle. Okay, yeah. The 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 body with the way it looks on the outside. I'm not a huge fan of it. Like the, those like smooth curves and everything. It looks more like an Audi or, it's uh, or a Volvo or something that they would come out with. Um, you know, people people say it's a pony car. You know, mm-hmm. uh, it, it's not really a muscle car anymore. Um, but there so, are you know, no I mean, muscle cars into, You know, that's that's cool. Uh, I'm just not huge on that look, though. So, what are the remaining muscle cars? Are there any? Challenger. That one stayed true to it. Sure, until it's electric in the next two years, and then all of a sudden uh, they're pumping sound through the speakers. Yeah, not not a fan of that. I don't um, like that either. I love I, the I, idea of an electric muscle car. I love it because it's it's going to be fast as shit. It's going to be awesome. Right. But yeah. don't fake it. Don't fake it till you make it. That's like the one time. Yeah, I don't I don't know who that's supposed to appeal to. Neither do I. Because I don't, I can't see someone getting a muscle car, especially for that reason. Because mm-hmm. uh, why do you, why do you get a Challenger? You get a Challenger because they're fucking cool. They're awesome, right. and they're just power, pure power. 
So I don't know. That's like the. I hope you can turn it off. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. So on the other side of that, and I know we're running long here, but on the other side of that, the new BMWs all do that. They all pump the uh, the the sound through the through the speakers, and the problem is they sound good. They sound really good. I've sat in a new 328. It sounds good, and it has a turbo four. That's a problem. I don't know if that's a problem. Maybe that's a solution, but they feel fun and they feel really good and they're not real yeah i mean i I guess that's great for the driver uh sure you'll definitely get made fun of in the car community for that right um right but uh i don't know i mean if it if it sells it appeals to somebody uh, i guess it's working for them hey no doubt all right people are just into things for the label too oh sure Mm -hmm. there's no doubt brand always plays oh it's a bmw gotta have it Hey, got that foreign. Yep. Even though it's a cheap one, even though it's like, even though they got a cheap one. Yeah, it's an O2 compressor. Yeah. Can I technically say I have a foreign because Mazda's not made in America? Technically, you can. Oh my god, I have a foreign. It won't go over well in the car community, though. Yeah. I have a cheap foreign. Yeah, I thought Mazdas were fast. Um, no. <laughs> Look, my mom car. Not since the uh, not since the RX seven. Not not since the RX seven. I'm a comfort car person. That's, That's all the that, sad part. All that matters is that it makes you happy. If anyone's listening, the Mazda CX five is the best car I've ever had. But shout out to the Ford Escape. She gave me a lot of problems, but I loved her. CX fives are good. Tyree, what do you think? CX five? Uh it's a pretty solid car. Um I mean maintenance wise, I haven't run into too many issues with those. So you'd say that it's... I will say I'm not a consistent driver. I've had the car for two years, and she's about to hit 9,000 miles. Wow. That is almost nothing. <laughs> it's nothing. I work from home. So, okay. So you could say that it's probably average at everything and good at nothing? Hey, she's good at being comfy. It's an SUV. And I buy my cars for comfort. Right. All right. All right. We've ran it to the end. Tyree, did you have fun? I did. This was great. The time uh, ran up faster than I thought. Um, this was great. I'm really impressed. Yeah, I was imagining, yeah. by the way, like when you invited me or yeah, when you invited me to the podcast, I was imagining I was going to like meet you downtown somewhere in like this <laughs> Joe Rogan-esque room with a bunch of uh, speakers on them. And we would all be in a room talking together. This was definitely a much better and more convenient and casual uh yeah this is great it's all fun shit i mean one day you know it might be fun to have a studio and all that but whatever sure yeah we we all have real jobs right next to you fact checking stuff my favorite guest so far you're welcome to come back whenever you want literally anytime i would love it technically silver was my favorite guest but i'll change it now because she's she's permanent she's become full time (laughs) all right okay this has been wonderful (laughs) thanks man it was great to have you Absolutely. Thank you for having me. Yes, sir.